This episode of Pass the Popcorn Podcast contains many spoilers from movies currently in theaters at the time of this recording. If you don't want to hear any details, spoilers, or story elements from the movies reviewed in this episode, stop listening now. For everyone still listening, enjoy this episode. If you like what we're doing at Neozaz.com, we kindly ask you to take just a few minutes to check out our new Patreon page. Patreon is an opportunity to support the show and help us produce more specials, series, and events in the future. Check out Patreon.com slash Neozaz to see our milestone goals for the future of the show and the network and the perks and bonuses offered at our different levels of support. We love creating content at Neozaz and love doing these shows. We have a lot more we'd like to do, and with this new Patreon page, we look forward to starting those projects very soon. To learn more, visit Patreon.com slash Neozaz. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash N-E-O-Z-A-Z. Listening to Pass the Popcorn, the movie review podcast. That's right, yet another movie review podcast on the internet. But here's what this podcast has that no one else does. Your hosts, Chris and Tim. Hello and welcome to this special mad episode of <sighs> Pass the Popcorn. Pass the Popcorn, angry <laughs> style. <laughs> this episode of Pass the Popcorn is featured on newsaz.com. <laughs> Figured I had to do something. <laughs> Why is it angry style? How is it? Because we're mad. It's how Mad you, Max. How do you eat popcorn angry? I don't know. How do you get a burger? You don't use your hands. How do you get yeah. a burger in and out animal style? Why can't popcorn be angry style? Yeah. All right. All right. All right. I will accept that. <laughs> well, let's, we have some special guests. Special on, guests. Special guests. One of them we all know as Matt. <laughs> as Matt. Matt some, Matt. Some yeah, know yeah. me as the asshole on Swick. Others yeah. know me as Matt. <laughs> <laughs> I know you asshole everywhere. <laughs> oh, God. Wow. Coming uh, <laughs> that from anybody else is like, would just fly right over my head. But from you, it made everybody pause. <laughs> and we're also, what's the word? Joined. 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 <laughs> we're also joined by and also our co 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 host special guest. A lovely, sexy, tattooed man. I call him Sexy Lou. <laughs> well, what does what does everyone else call him? Everyone Just else calls you Lou, but you know what? That's fine. Sexy Lou works. He'll take the modifier. Boost my self-esteem. I'm still trying to figure out what word you possibly possibly could have mixed up in there. We're joined by Styrofoam. Oh shit, that's not it. Um <laughs> It might be that. I'm just I'm just I'm afraid to where this conversation's gonna go. I'm, I'm thinking ahead of the episode is what I'm is what I'm afraid of. Well that's a first. <laughs> we should we should introduce Lou just in case. That's true. People don't know. Lou is uh the host of a fellow Neozaz uh, sister podcast or brother podcast. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> dial up movies. So lose our sexy sister. Yes. Oh, yes. <laughs> He's our hot sister. I never had one of them. <laughs> I'm honored to be one. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I host uh, dial up movies. Um, we're on Nia's as we talk about nineties movies. Uh, it's a good time. Yeah. It's a good show. They've Thanks, already done. They've already done three times as many movies as the Grady's oh. <laughs> for five years. <laughs> oh, you fucker! <laughs> I was waiting for Chris. <laughs> no, you motherfucker! You mother! You son of a bitch! <laughs> Lou has also generously donated his talents over the years now with some of our events. Anytime you see a photo that looks like it wasn't made by an idiot with an iPhone, which is usually me, they were done by Lou. The good pictures it was made by an idiot with a really nice camera. Yeah. <laughs> oh, wait, I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, no, you know sexy, it's sexy idiot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> New business cards. But, but not only is he a photographer, he's also a taxi service for me and Tim in Anaheim, California. Yes, specifically, exclusively yes. across the country. Whenever we wanted a ride, he was there. From yeah. LA to Long Beach, call Lou. <laughs> <laughs> you know, all right. I drove I drove you guys all the way from Anaheim. 
to Hollywood and you complained about not being able to see the Hollywood sign. <laughs> I was he complained, guy. not me. I was, yeah. Tim, I was just are, loving the it ride. Was, it was Chris. How he did you not see like the a, Hollywood sign? It was dark. Oh, okay. <laughs> You know, it was like 9 p.m. and the lights weren't on because apparently they never turned them on. And Chris was very upset. That's because the state's broke. <laughs> yeah. I never. You know, it would have been really disillusional to see it from the road because it's so uninspiring from the the highway. It's like, yeah. oh, I always thought it? that it's 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 lit 24 seven. I guess well, it probably was asked. until they went bank until the state went bankrupt. We asked yeah. them, they, they had it lit up twice for like two Hollywood events or, oh, I see. Okay. or something. And I thought it was always just glowing up on the mountain. Who did you ask? The Hollywood people? I asked the bar. One of the park rangers <laughs> up on the mountain. I asked the guy at the yeah. In-N-Out Burger. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, In-N-Out Burger suck. <laughs> uh, you just lost three of your seven listeners. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah. And they're, and they're you, Lou, and Tim. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't like In-N-Out Burger either. I don't know. Uh, this is a really side story, Tim. Tell us what you had today to eat. I had a very disappointing more American burger at Hardee's slash Carl's, Carl's Jr. And uh, I was expecting a phenomenal burger. It's basically a burger with a hot dog on it and chips. Oh, and I was eating yeah. it and I was about three quarters of the way through before I realized, hey, there ain't no chips on this burger. <laughs> That really does hey, sound like a is coming slower. That does sound like a burger that could be phenomenal or disappointing, but no gray area. Yeah, it was it. Well, it was it was tasty, but I was I was disappointed because oh. I didn't I forgot about the chips and the chips were not on there. And there at that point, you were already pretty much done with it. And you can't complain because like, what are they going to do? You give me another burger. I'm already I'm already full. So <laughs> next time full. it's a rough life. Yeah. <laughs> I first, wish it was a Ruffles life. First world <laughs> problems. Zinger. All right, let's start talking about the movie that that we all. I'm. I know. I saw it. I know Tim saw it. Lou, I twice. would. I I knew would go see it, and he saw it twice too. You saw it twice, Lou. I saw this. I saw it on Monday night, and I saw it uh, earlier today. I was gonna say because I just saw you post on Facebook that you had just watched it, and I thought that was this week. Damn. Yeah, it was Monday, and I went a couple days later. I haven't gone to the theater to see a movie more than once in a in an extremely long time. I think the last time I did that was Revenge of the Sith, honestly. Ah, which was see what? See I think that was the last time I went to the to the theater more than once. Wow. So it's been a really long time. And Matt saw yes. it, and I want to, I want to play the trailer first, though. Just okay. get me in the, get me in the yeah. mood. <laughs> in the mood. Brought to you Gary Busey. Look what you Gary can do. Gary Busey. <laughs> Look what you can do. Look what you can do. <laughs> That's cracks me up. That's my favorite YouTube commercial. Here it goes. Mad Mastery Road. My backs. This wasteland. I am the one who runs from both the living and the dead. A man reduced to a single instinct. Survive. We are not things. We are not things. Where is she taking them? I want them back. They're my property. What a day! What a lovely day! Want to get through this? Go! As the world fell, 
to know who was more crazy. Me. Or everyone else. <laughs> let me before we just say anything let me just say mad max speaks more in this uh, two minute trailer I, than he Tim, does in the entire you took, movie you took my opening line <laughs> me too uh, me same. too did we all have the same opening line yep <laughs> <laughs> there's more dialogue in that two minutes and 30 second trailer than is in the whole whole goddamn movie i know i was thinking the same thing too sorry i didn't mean to shit in anybody's cereal mm. <laughs> diarrhea oh. cha 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 matt chris you of all, you don't go to the movies much. I do not. What I am made very you busy to... doing thing, other things. What was wait before you say why you went? What was the last movie you saw in the theaters? Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Okay, so we're going about nine months. Yep. Okay. What What made you want to go see Mad Max? And you saw it like fast when it came out. Uh, well, when the trailers came out, I mean, I I was dying to see this because this looked like something that. The, the practical effects alone, I was like, fine. That's 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 I, one of my biggest complaint about movies in general. Like of that, I don't even know if you'd say that genre, but sci-fi action movies, it's like uh, the CGI just it's not thrilling me. This the, every trailer they put out, I was like, oh, that just looks so much better to me. So I've I've been talking about it ever since the trailer is out. Well, uh, Christian, I both happened to have a Friday night off, which does not happen a lot with her job. And it was actually her suggestion to go see it mainly because she had the same, she was getting excited about it as well from me talking about it. And she's a, I don't know if you want to say big, but she is a Thomas Hardy fan. So it had two things going for her. So that's really it mainly because I've been wanting to see this since the very first trailer released. And we've had time to finally see a movie together on an opening night, which happens even more rare than me wanting to see a movie since the first trailer. Do we know what's I actually I saw her post on Facebook saying we actually saw a movie opening weekend. And I shit you not. I was like, yeah, poor, poor Matt. She, she drug Matt to go see Pitch Perfect too. Yeah, that's a. I really think she was dying to see that. And that's the movie that that you guys chose. That was a good guess. That was a good guess. But no, it was Mad Max. And I loved it. That is awesome. Uh, What's I'll go. I'll go one at a time. I'll I'll start with Lou. Lou. Yes. Did you ever see or or are you a fan of the original Mad Max films? Considering you were born after it came, they came out. (laughs) (laughs) I looked it up earlier. Uh, Thunderdome came out the year I was born. Okay. So. Okay. Um, I know that I saw them when I first got Netflix, when like it was not streaming or maybe it was streaming and DVDs. So I think I got them on DVD. So this was years ago. I don't know when it was, but I know that I saw at least the first two once. Um, don't really have much of a memory of them, which maybe means that I didn't really love them. I don't, I don't know. Um, there was a, period of my life where I was getting a lot of DVDs from Netflix and not really paying attention to them. And I kind of like absorbed a lot. Um, well, I didn't absorb a lot from those. So I think that was, I think it fell in that category. So I've seen them. Couldn't tell you much about them. How about you, Tim? I know that I have not seen Thunderdome. I know for, that was, I've never seen it. I know I have seen Road Warrior because I remember borrowing it from you on VHS. I do not know if I've ever seen Mad Max. That being said, I don't remember Road Warrior very much. I just honestly the only stuff I remember from Road Warrior is they used to show scenes from Road Warrior at Planet Hollywood. Every time you would go to Planet Hollywood, there would be they would show yeah. you the same general scene of Mel Gibson falling off of a car or something. Every time we would go to Planet Hollywood between 1995 and like 2001, you would see like this one particular scene. Well, that's there was always like that, that, that car chase, famous car stunt yeah. scenes. And they would show the road warrior shit over and over again. Yeah. And they would sometimes play like, I need a hero. Yeah. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> over thing. I don't know if that was the same one, but I, I do remember there was there was 
car chase ones, and then there was something that also I had Planet Hollywood there where I was I always had the video, I need a hero. And then we'd look up, and there'd be a frozen Sylvester Stallone and his bare ass. From- yes, and his ball sack. <laughs> I've sat under yeah, that ball- bare ass. <laughs> <laughs> Many times we've been under as, that bare ass. At, at the restaurant and other places. <laughs> so, but but I honestly don't have I, – I, I, it's not it's not that I – it's it's not that I, I dislike them. I just don't – I don't hold them uh, as – I don't revere them as much as uh, as some people do. Fucker. All right, uh, Matt. <laughs> I was going to say um, full meaning, Chris. <laughs> I know we talked about this during our Grace episode. Wait, wait, no, Rover. Chris, tell you. Oh, are, are you are you going to tell your story now? I want Matt to, to tell his background. Of the, of Matt oh, okay. okay. Um, I've seen them all. I actually start. I think I went ba- like exactly backwards. I started with Thunderdome in theaters, and then from that, Road Warrior, then Mad Max, and then of course we watched Road Warrior again for the Grady's, which I think all four of us actually had pretty positive reviews on. Damn right. And then Mel Gibson went crazy. Er. <laughs> I'm not denying that. Okay. <laughs> my turn time, I guess? Should I tell you? Yeah, yeah. Talk, tell us about your Road Warrior memories, boy. <clears throat> well, my mother took me <laughs> to, to a lot of movies, and I remember we saw it at the old AMC here in, in, in town. Back when it was a Bud Cup. I think it was. Yeah, I guess it was a Butko. Butko. Um, Butko. Butko is Richie Cunningham. (laughs) (laughs) So sit on it, Matt. Um, And I remember when we left, she looked at the poster and I'm outside. I guess it was like 80, 81. I guess this is when this was out. And um, she was like, this this guy is going to be a great actor and he's really good and blah, blah, blah. And little did she know that. She's talking about Toe Biter. <laughs> toe cutter, toe, toe cutter, whatever. Toe, 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 toe butter is a different character. He wasn't even in Fury that was, Road. That was funnier though. I like that. Um, <laughs> but little did she know that Mel Gibson would. Yeah, I would grow up to to have Mel Gibson as probably one of my top three favorite actors of all time. Maybe he's your top, he's your top actor. He's my top actor. All right, I cannot hide it. Mel Gibson. I love Mel Gibson. He's your top. Um, from Tim, not Tim on the on on right now. From the movie Tim. <laughs> You're to, always hugging him. You're never hugging me. You never hug me. To I guess what's the latest film, Expendables. I don't know. Three was he in? I see every male movie he has made. I have seen Crazy or Not. I love Mel Gibson. And Road Warrior to me is like it's 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 right up there. It's one of my favorite films of all time. So there. all right so when you heard when you first heard that they were that this was actually being made because we were talking earlier today and for years i mean we're talking almost 20 years they've been talking about road warrior it's going to come out next year um but it was never it was never substantiated matt you remember all these rumors like it seemed like all the way from like 95 yep. to about 2002, Mel Gibson was going to be in another Road Warrior. Oh, uh, yeah. I was counting. I actually, I, I I read so much background now about this whole Mad Max thing going on. I, I found out shit like this past week. I never knew, which I'm like, oh, man, like Tim's right. They kept on. He's going he's gonna to be in it. They're talking about it and they're writing it and blah, 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 blah. And then the sugar tits thing happened, and the and 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 the Jews happened, and yeah. <laughs> no, they've meaning, always been here, man. Meaning what? Meaning how? What? What Mel said? Yes. That's what I mean. I know. I know. <laughs> okay. So I just looked it up, and apparently it was also because it was due to shoot in two thousand one, and because of nine eleven, they postponed it as well. Oh, I didn't. And know. there was an issue with the American. I'm looking at a quote on Wikipedia, so take from it what you will. Um, the American dollar collapsed against the Australian dollar and our budget ballooned. So that's another reason why he went on to do Happy Feet instead of Ooh. this. That is the most educated fact brought up on this show. I think you guys should have Lou on all <laughs> the time. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, now, Chris, when you heard that, A, it was... Well, this is a two-part question. When you heard, A, that it was being made, how did you feel? And B... When you found out that it was Tom Hardy, how did you feel? And so separate that into two answers. I was happy that they were bringing back uh, Mad Max because there's always a chance that, you know, Mel might be in it, have a cameo or something about Mel Gibson would be mentioned in the movie. And for me, and for me, that's all I need. need sometimes just show me something. Show me an, an S. Show on the me shirt. the belly. 
you, you show me something just to make, bring me back to what I love about the originals, which, as a matter of fact, I saw Road Warrior first. And then I saw the that first Mad Max, which I thought, which I still think is, eh, it's it's watchable, but if I had to choose, I'll choose Road Warrior. And, and Beyond Thunderdome is, it reminds me of like um, Superman 3. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yeah, it doesn't really, I don't really, I'm not a fan of that one either. It's, it's part two that really just makes me rock hard. I've heard a lot of people <laughs> say about Thunderdome, that, uh, listening to other podcasts talking about this movie, say they talk about Thunderdome and they all say it's good until the kid. What kid? Like all the all the I don't, kids. I don't know. That's I don't remember it enough to know when a kid specifically shows up, but that's been mentioned more than once. I was wondering what that's why I brought it up to you to see what you'd say. So it's been a while since I, I, I can't pinpoint what that means exactly, but I also haven't watched that movie since I was in theaters. When was that? Like early eighties? Yeah, I think yeah. it was like, eighty six, something like that. Yeah. yeah, so it's been it's been quite a while. Now, you know how I feel about Tom Hardy because Bane... Why don't you me, tell us all how you feel about Tom Hardy? <laughs> Bane, for me, was just... I don't I don't care for those Batman films very much. I did see him. My feelings are hard, Chris. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you can judge Tom Hardy off that. That's not fair. <laughs> what else has he been... I, I think I did see a boxing film that I think I really enjoyed. There was a movie Bronson. with... Uh, what's the freaking movie where he's a spy and... Uh, Ooh. Claire, no, not Claire Danes or Reese for the... Oh, the uh, uh, yeah, yeah, basically Spy versus Spy, the romance. Yeah, so my, that's, what my, that, my, that's where my wife... Like, kind of started getting her fascination with Tom Hardy was that movie, even though he was a bad guy in a Star Trek movie. Which that is the her start Star Trek to her is Star Wars to us, so she's actually followed him for a while. But that movie, whatever the hell it was called, The Spy vs. Spy, like Tim said, it is what locked Christian as a Thomas Hardy fan. It was with it's, it's with Captain Kirk, yes, in that. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of Star Trek, yeah. Lou, what's what's before Chris rails into Tom Hardy, what's your what's your opinion on Tom Hardy? I have I think I've only seen him in Dark Knight Rises. I don't I'm looking at his uh his IMDb and I don't think I mean I've seen other movies he's been in but I can't remember him so like I I saw Black Hawk Down don't remember him being in it. Oh, um it's just, so my my opinion is kind of based on Bane and Mad Max. <laughs> um which is a weird you know track to base him on but I, at least as far as Mad Max, I really enjoyed him. Bane, uh, I kind of enjoyed the Batman movies. I, Sorry, Chris. I think they're better than the, <laughs> the uh, 80s and 90s ones. What? Who said that? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... Harvey, I am Batman. <laughs> I am Batman. I don't know. I think he, I think he's a, a good actor with his with, with subtle acting. That, that said, I've heard it written and said... Um, that he was kind of wasted on this role uh, as Mad Max, just because he didn't do a whole lot. Yeah. Nope. Um, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I enjoyed him in it. I don't think there's anything wrong with him being cast as as, as Max, but uh, I guess I don't have a, a strong opinion one way or the other. I haven't been disappointed by him. I'll put it that way. Here's my one thing I will say that could even be remotely constituted as a criticism, and I don't even think it's a criticism, but I, I do have the question walking out of that movie wondering why did he have to be mad max there was no Correct. reason he couldn't have been another character and this be somewhere else in that same post-apocalyptic world i didn't quite understand why he had to be mad max i, I matt i totally agree that this could have been any other movie based on the mad max world you're right. absolutely right he didn't have to be called max which i this is i'm going way ahead of the schedule and off track here there's so many rumors out there which i'm loving a lot of them but but the rumors how He's not playing Max. He's playing. Suppose there's a rumor that he's the feral kid from the Road Warrior. Oh, that's cool. I yeah. that would be. I, I would. I'd be behind that because there's so many hints. There's one scene where one of the wives has a little that little music box thing yes. playing yeah. that, that hmm. he had in the original. The Road Warrior kid and the was moaning and grunting in that that movie. In this one, this guy's like Bleh. he's like constantly like moaning and grunting. When he was when he had the sawed off shotgun in the cab of the truck and he was getting the girls to collect all the weapons, that that I could link that scene with that feral kid right then and there. Now you brought yes. it up. And, and it's, it's so weird because because they're like they're like saying that like he he used Max's name because Mad Max to him back in that one was a hero, and he just loved the, the Mad Max so much. That is actually they, making me like this movie even more, which I didn't think could exactly, happen. Exactly, which is makes which is I'm hoping it's true. I also heard, I mean, to go along with that, like 
it's sort of like the what they're talking about with these new Star Wars m- movies, like the Boba Fett thing that like maybe it's another person that kind of picked up the helmet or picked up like the name or the, the leather jacket of Mad Max yeah. to kind of carry on the legacy of this like road warrior uh, reluctant hero kind of a thing. So I, I mean, I could buy, I could, I could buy it. Like I, it makes sense to me too. I think that also that is a great, and I didn't even, I, I didn't think of this, but Chris, maybe you are now with this, that I think that settles one of your biggest complaints about his possessiveness because that kid would grow up to i mean he had to fight way harder than any than max would have had to in that world and he'd probably be a shitload more possessive about his things well that's the thing is that is he had the jacket and the car and there's rumors that you know that that's he knows or he knew that was max's car and jacket he's like that's that's my car and that's my jacket like he just yeah he wants to hold on to well it's, I, I, i'll take both on that i'll say i'll say he wants to preserve yeah i mean if he's taking max's name to pick up his legacy he's preserving his legacy and he's got that whole possessive thing because he grew up fighting to keep a hold of just the freaking shirt on his back right and and that's i mean i i will say this like you know mel to me is like is mel there's nobody better than than mel i told tim this I, it's going to be really short short and sweet mad max fury road is the is, is the best mad max film that george miller made yep um my favorite Mad Max movie is Road Warrior with Mel Gibson. That's it. Can I, can I, can I do that? No, sure. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, Matt. Override me. That's how I feel going, going back to the feral kid thing. And I, and I just thought about this right now. (laughs) You know, when you, when you see uh, Mad Max, the, the first three movies, Mel Gibson is, for the most part, well groomed. Uh, I don't. I don't remember if there's any part like like in this one where at the beginning he was like freaking Chewbacca. Yeah, <laughs> he was, but he was a hairy beast in, in Thunderdome. As he had long ass Martin Riggs kind of hairdo in that one. But he maybe he was just I don't know like, where was he at all those all those years without a razor. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean uh, the Mel Gibson guy obviously took the time at, at least you know, monthly or bi-monthly to trim and shave. This guy looks like he hasn't like, like a feral person who's never learned to groom themselves. Oh shit. The I, know, the movie, I know where you're going with this. Yes. Yeah. At the beginning of the movie. Cause he doesn't, he doesn't cut his hair. He's, he's, uh, you know, uh, spoilers, everybody. Uh, if, if, uh, he's not the one who cuts his hair, he's not the one who grooms himself to look, like he looks he's captured and his is he's basically harvested for his body hair i wonder if they went all the way down to the flowers <laughs> <laughs> these are the most prized hair for you know, the, the pillow of the leader the pillow of the war boys <laughs> so, you know who, I, uh, who, who i want to make more movies i mean i never knew how much george miller is a fucking genius Seriously, it, ever since the Road Warrior, Mad Max, the Happy Feet, and the other shit, whatever Halsey made, this guy, where have you been? Why aren't you making a movie every fucking year? He's so good at it. I'm looking here. Let's see. Let me look at this, his directing ones. It looks like he makes a movie every five years, almost. His, his, yeah, his movies. Okay, he's got the Mad Max and then that stuff. He did a segment in the Twilight Zone, Eastwick. Uh. The Babe, I think he, well, the the second Babe movie, which is, in my opinion, the superior of the two, he must have had something <laughs> you, to do with first. If there can be. That's a hard yeah. decision. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, he's got some really, he's got a really interesting, um, really interesting resume here. I was, I was telling Tim, too, earlier that this movie literally has the most shortest, smallest plot of any movie out there. Oh, there's the treatment. Yeah. The, tr- the treatment reads like this: get to go from A to B, back to A, the end. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. And you know what? It works because a, fight B, drive B, fight A. <laughs> yeah. End. Because there's 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 no dialogues. It's so good. It's like, and it's nonstop. You're constantly edge of your seat. Like then the effects. I mean, the effects. Obviously, there's a lot of CGI. The whole sandstorm and people falling off the cars. But eighty percent of it is fucking real cars driving and crashing and smashing. There's only one scene, and now in, in retrospect, 
Okay, yeah. I mean, obviously, some people get run over. That has to be CGI. The storm is CGI. But there was only one scene while watching it that stood out to me as, as at the at that second being CGI, and it was because it had to be, and that was when the steering wheel flew into the camera. Yeah, the guitar and the steering wheel. Yeah. Oh my god! I yeah. I want to I want to own a vehicle that has six drummers on the back, <laughs> right? And, and and a guy up front playing a goddamn guitar because that scene was just mind blowing. It was so freaking cool. Yeah. Have you guys yeah. uh, looked into anything about that guitar guy character? Yep. Yeah, I actually I, uh, I actually that. saw the article you you uh, linked uh, or posted the other day and, and read through it like the second I saw it. I uh, I sent it to my sister who is debating going to see Mad Max this weekend, and I was like, just read this article. And it'll make you want to go. And that's what happened. She's just like, all right, now I'm in. I have to yeah. see this. <laughs> like, you know, the the guy, <laughs> you know, the, the, we're talking about the red outfitted guy chained <laughs> yeah. to the front of a war truck. Um, that guitar, they made this like chrome guitar that weighed like 150 pounds. And he was just there for like eight hours a day or uh, 10 hours a day or whatever. Yeah. And he would just play whatever on the guitar. Um, and he would just go nuts. And that was essentially his whole role in this movie. And he, when I was, I watched it when I left the theater today. He's pretty up. He's pretty high up on the billing too. Like at the end of the film, he's probably like <laughs> within the top fifteen people billed, which is weird. Um, yeah, but uh, I think they knew he was going to be pretty popular. <laughs> I un- I got to tell this story. I unfortunately did not get to see any of the credits or, and thank, I understand there is no after credit scene. Yeah, I didn't wait that. Long, a friend of mine told me that. Is that yeah. is that correct? Yeah, the, okay, I didn't good. see anything. Well, yeah. because this is one of those rare times where my wife is so into a movie of this genre. I mean, it, this is what's astounding of this genre. And we had uh, eaten dinner before this and got our sodas and popcorn. I think she got a pretzel. She had to pee so bad, but she held it like the last 30 minutes of the movie because she didn't want to miss a second of it. But the second it said the end, boom, she was out of the theater. I'm like, well, I guess I'll go too. That's that's the worst. When you are in a movie that you love yeah. and you are on the edge of your seat, but you, your eyes are turning yellow yeah. and your, your teeth are, are floating. That happened to me when I, when I saw Casino Royale. I had to piss so fucking bad for the last like 45 minutes of the movie, but I... Even though it was a, it was basically a, a poker game at the end. You didn't want to get up, and that's <laughs> I can I can see this movie because every every two seconds something awesome happens. So if you're if you're away for ninety seconds, you've just missed forty five awesome things. Yeah, right. Board. Yeah. No, I'm probably the the biggest Road Warrior fan here, but can someone explain to me, <laughs> like, well, he's having flashbacks. I'm hearing two different stories out there. Now that's the kid from the first one. Then I'm hearing it's not. It's another kid he had with somebody else. My, I, I really don't don't know who is that his own kid or not. Those pieces parts went right over my head. I, I nothing. I have no idea. I yeah. have a slight theory in the sense that when they signed on Tom Hardy, they signed him on for three films, and that yeah. I'm already hearing rumors that the next two are going to be prequels. I, oh, I wow. heard that too. So I heard that, yeah, that's I think maybe just setting up like. The idea of like, oh, who is this mysterious guy? What's his history? Hey, we have two more movies coming. And I I don't necessarily blame them for doing that. It's kind of where Hollywood is right yeah, now. But I true. do really hate that. <laughs> I hate that they just like, they have to do three or they have to do See, multiples. Those, those ones might be actually... um might be actually like kind of remakes of the Road War and Mad Max, maybe of the kid dying and whatnot. Like It wasn't the kid from yeah. the originals, but there was... I, I I might be asking myself this. Um, there was a bunch of like Road Warrior, Mad Max, like callbacks. Did anyone catch any of them, or is it just nope? Me? Nope. Over my head, like I said, <laughs> it flew right by me. Tim, <laughs> I have, no, I have no. Well, there's there's the there's the there's the um shotgun. You know the little shotgun he picks up and, and he shoots it and like <clears throat> and like it dies on him. Yeah, that's in the Road Warrior. Like okay. that always he always has that cool sawed off shotgun and when he shoots it. It like it, it fuses out and it flames up. Um, yeah. That little twirling thing we all know that the little kid had it, the Pharaoh boy. Um, I think him on the front of the car was a callback because in one of the in the road war, there's people tied to the front of the cars. Yeah, I think I think that was a callback, and he had that brace on the leg, which so did so did uh, Mel's uh, road warrior. 
And, were, and there the any, I, were there any ball sacks in this movie? I, I was looking, Tim. I was looking hard. There was no Wait, ball. Yeah, I could tell you were hard while looking. It was gigantic extremist or whatever his name is. His ball sack flew out. <laughs> but did you know that the guy when he, when he had that flashback of the eyeballs popping out? That was the actual scene of Toe Cutter's death in the original. Oh, really? Mad Max. Yeah. <laughs> nope. No, no, did not yeah. know. Now I'm a dork. I'm a dork. Speaking of that, I mean that was I think everybody knows this. The the, the actor that played Toe Cutter played Morton Joe. And yeah. is that what did he also do the voice? I mean, did they, or they overdub him like Darth Vader? Oh, I don't know. I, I don't know. That's was his dub voice or not? Because if that is there, his voice, he needs to be doing more villains because he had an awesome voice for a villain. He was cool. There was someone Lee. Lee Perry uh, listed as vo- the as voice. Okay, but I don't know. Was <laughs> was there was there a voiceover? I forget if there was a voiceover in the movie of this but, movie. This movie, yeah. Was there? A- no, it was it was just Tom Hardy in the beginning. I think. Okay. Yeah, there's a guy at the end of the uh, full cast and crew. It does say Lee Lee Perry slash voice. It, doesn't say who he's the voice of, though. Okay, well, I'll look into it further, just out of my own curiosity. But if that was his voice, did that 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 was a perfect voice for that character. And he, yeah, he should have. Sorry, he's guys. he's almost seventy years old too. Right? That guy, you know, God damn, God, damn. God bless. Oh, him. I got a question. This is the one thing that like it happened, and it was it came and went, and I was like, oh, what the did I blink? What the fuck happened? How and. I mean, if anyone that doesn't know this show now is not spoiler free, how yeah. does Morton Joe die? I completely missed oh, it. I caught it more on the second viewing. For real? Um, Furiosa kind of climbs along the side of the, the truck when they're racing to that canyon. And she hooks um, she hooks her, I think it's the, um, like a, almost like a spearhead kind of a thing with her like mechanical arm, hooks it on his face mask. And then let's go, and it pulls her mechanical arm off and rips his face off. Oh, yeah, okay. So, and and I didn't catch it. I must have blinked when I when I saw it the first time. But when they bring his body back at the end to the citadel and they lay it on top of the truck, um, I, when I when I first watched it, I didn't see them like unveil his face where you see like the bottom, like under his nose is kind of almost gone. Yeah. But I saw, mm-hmm. I caught it this second time around. So yeah, she kind of ripped his face off. Wow, yeah. which. We should even talk, talk about her. I think she was a star of this movie. She was. Yeah. She was simply, simply fantastic. And the prequels might show you how she had her arm torn off, blah, blah, blah. Like, I love her in this movie. Yeah, this this movie really. I mean, <laughs> honestly, they could have they could have just called this, you know, Thunderdome Chronicles and <laughs> Mad Max didn't even need to be in the damn movie because yeah. she was so good and her character was so strong that he, he honestly he he really had no reason to be there. Yeah. No, he, other than he, other than just as as a, as a plot device as a as a thin plot device, but they 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 could have wrote around that but yeah, he was basically there just as a as a plot device. He just he just drove the truck. I mean, that's all he was there for. Again, <laughs> He drives drives a truck, you know, for him. Now, one part I, I, that I didn't quite like is the scene where it's in the um, swampy nighttimeness, <laughs> and and Mel, yeah, Mel, holy shit, and Max, get over it, dude. <laughs> and Max is trying to shoot shoot the person coming after him, and he keeps on missing. But then he she comes over, grabs a gun one time, and boom, shoots, and then it's done. I don't think Mel's Max would have missed. All right. Uh, <laughs> I well, think Mel would have hit him right away. <laughs> Mel never misses. <laughs> God damn it. I just think that he, I think, I think they're just setting it up to be um, like little by little. They're just showing you that how important and how powerful she is. And it's like with Max, he's, uh, he has to keep like reluctantly, like, giving her giving her her space to like do her thing and i i don't know if you guys have read up on it or seen it posted but are you aware of the uh men's rights activists protesting this movie yeah i, yeah. I heard about this, <laughs> heard yeah. about this. Yeah. i did to put it to, to to put it loosely uh there's a lot of guys out there who are really upset that this wasn't just like a guys killing guys type movie um and they were angry that there was 
woman or women um, heroes in this film. And I think that, I mean, if nothing else, that's kind of one of the many fuck you to those guys yeah. scenes where it's just like, oh, the guy can't do this thing. She's, oh, gonna do yeah. She's badass. Yeah. I don't think necessarily it was intentional to make it like this as I've seen it written uh, feminazi propaganda piece. But uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think she was totally badass. And I think that she was awesome. Yeah. But or, you didn't like that, Craig. Or, or you didn't like that, that Max couldn't do it. Mel would have done it the first shot, all right? <laughs> Are any of these organizations called No Ma'am and led by Al Bundy? <laughs> <laughs> Who the hell saw that 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 chassis belt with teeth? Oh God. Yeah. Did you see that? that? Was, oh, uh-huh. And I and I kind of felt it too. And on arguably the best looking of the of the of the wives. Yeah, oh I, yeah, I, the I don't wait, Rosie, I, wait, oh, Rosie Huntington. Which blah, one was blah, 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 blah. Oh, was it I was thinking that wasn't on the redhead, was it? It was on like the little blonde. Yeah. Oh, um, never mind. I like the oh, red. Both of the blondes were by the way. secret models. Oh, really? Yeah. I, yeah. I looked up some. I was just curious, like who they were, and I think the two blondes Ke- are Victoria's Secret models, which sure. kind of makes sense. Just curious. <laughs> the redhead. I mean, I spent about an hour being curious. <laughs> Matt, the redhead is uh, is rock and roll royalty. Really? That's that's Elvis's granddaughter. Oh. Well, I'm yeah, suddenly uh, a, a Lisa, Elvis Lisa fan in, in a very strange way. Yeah, you're like, oh, <laughs> I always thought the king was cute, but now. <laughs> Wasn't there one from Transformers Girl, too? Yeah, the blonde yeah, with the scars. Yeah. Oh, and uh, the other one is Lenny Kravitz's daughter. Oh, really? Yeah, Zoe yeah. Kravitz. That's uh, kind of rock and roll. Oh, I, I saw won- her name in on IMDb and saw Kravitz, but never even thought of the connection. That's okay. That's cool. And Zoe Kravitz and Elvis's granddaughter and someone from Transformers and some Indian guy. Here's another uh, another female um, connection to Road Warrior actually, Chris. Remember how uh, Virginia Hay Yes. She was uh, me and Christy talked about how she was a character in Farscape. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The old woman with the seeds and the little potted plant yeah. was also an actress in Farscape. Oh, oh, see, it all connects. Yeah, Circle of Life, as Chris circle, says. Circle, circle of Life. <laughs> <laughs> I like do you know what's weird as we were all this, this episode is kind of like yeah it's awesome like we were all like are, are agreeing on, on everything how great did this movie is yeah even you yeah, well, I really <laughs> thought it was going to be more of a fight I thought you were going to just hate this movie for it because or just because it wasn't Mel which I was about to argue saying that's what an unfair argument that is but you, your opinion is much different than you let on, online I'm, <clears throat> I'm agreeing because yes I you have no idea if if Mel was in this movie, the bottom half of me, I don't know where my kids are, the bottom half of me would ex- explode <laughs> in excitement. Gross. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> but but since, you know, it's 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 a great movie. I really love this movie. If I had to pick a, my favorite's Road Warrior, but George Miller, this one is his, fa- his best. He kicked ass. Yeah. I want to ask one question because I know what my answer is immediately. What what one scene in this movie is your favorite like visual image oh scene? Oh my god. That oh, is I got, tough. Chris, you I got, got one? Let, I got, yes. I got one immediately and you see it in the trailer is when Max is on that goddamn pole. Oh yeah. Going going from one side of the screen to the other and he looks at the cars behind him blowing up, flipping over. I could watch that in a loop like for like <laughs> 10, 10 hours straight. I love that scene. That was that whole rigging and the stunt actors on there. I heard this on an NPR report about the movie where that was designed and then performed by Cirque du Soleil people. Like oh, the, crew, yeah. the crew put that gear together, and the the stunt actors that weren't Thomas Hardy were Cirque du Soleil performers on that. Well, on speaking that again about the part, where there's the, we're like, kind of like following the war rig, and there's I think it's four trucks with the guys on those poles. I I remember reading something that uh, George Miller was like worried about that scene because he didn't think they could do it safely, and he was trying to figure out how to do it with like uh, green screen or whatever to kind of CGI it. Um, and he, he had, was kind of at a roadblock and he kind of like walked away for a bit and then he came back like an hour later and the stunt guy's like, no, 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 we're doing it. We're doing it for real. Like, we figured <laughs> yeah. it out. And they, I saw maybe like a clip of a, of a behind the scenes footage. And it was just kind of like what they showed him. Like, no, 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 we went out in the desert and we figured it out. Like we all want to do this for real. Right. And, and, and I, I think that, and Matt, you mentioned this a little earlier, but uh, I think that we've definitely sort like gone over the hill with like overuse of CGI 
granted, like Jurassic World's coming out and, you know, there was just Avengers and all that stuff. But I think people have finally had their fill of like overuse of CGI and the idea of practical effects is coming back in a really strong way. And I'm really happy for that. Yeah, because, me too. Yeah. Like it's kind of hard to, to explain, but like there's something about watching real explosions. You can kind of tell it's, there's just better reactions to it. And, uh, I'm real excited again for like, like for like star Wars, the force awakens. Like I saw the, the initial teaser trailer, <clears throat> saw that little BBA beach ball droid. and was just like, all right, whatever. Like, I don't really care about them. But when I was at Celebration and I saw that fucking robot for real, I was just like <laughs> blown away that like, holy shit, they made that thing. And now I want to figure out how they did it. And I think that that's what led a lot of people to be interested in special effects like early on, like in the 70s and 80s. Um, I don't know. It just, it just blew me away, like what they did in this film. And I guess it took a 70-year-old actor director to kind of sh- say to like the directors like in their 30s or 40s like no no no, you have to do it you have to do it for real <laughs> well there's as, as much as technology has progressed which there's no question it has well so has everything else in filmmaking including the things you do to do practical effects and including making them safe and getting them caught on film and whatnot and i think george miller is is the first to well maybe not the first to film it there might be some films yet to come we haven't seen but the first to bring it a big film mainstream and show us that how practical effects have been improved and can be done in films and uh, and i heard the the best description of this point i'm trying to make on two true freaks review of the movie is that this seems like the you take into consideration all the advancements and everything that has to do with making this movie taking the experiment experience george miller's had over the the 40 years or so of filmmaking put those together and this is the red warrior that he would have made had he had all those things at his disposal right yeah I think a lot of uh, modern movies and movies that are going to be coming out over the next few years are also going to take the Christopher Nolan route where they're using whether where they're going to hopefully use CGI as an enhancement and not as a crutch. That's what that's what Nolan did. He did stuff to he would take he would be practical as much as he possibly could. And when the practical didn't work as well as CGI, he would tweak the scenes a little bit. Um, like in the in the, the the Batman movies, there's CGI all over that, but they're tweaked to to, to just a just a certain level. They're toned down, so they're just enhancing what's already been shot. And I think he did that with Interstellar, where there was a lot of just tweaks, just here and there, not not overall full on effect blast, but just very subtle so you have to question what's real and what's not yeah you know, i'm hoping uh, that that's how yeah, directors I, are going to be yeah I, I agree i think putting the tools to work together rather than predominantly only one or the other is yeah. a, the best way to go and i think going to give the best results some friends of mine have a, a podcast called cut print film and they were talking about this earlier in the week <laughs> did chris and name it they well, the the guy on that show, Chris, who reviewed the movie, um, said <laughs> he compared this to Jurassic Park when it first came out, where mm. in terms of what Tim was just saying, like they use these practical effects and when they have stretched it to the limit, they use CGI to kind of enhance things. And it really made people like want to figure out how it was done and that this is kind of it mirrors that movie, which was when did that come out? 15, almost 15 years ago. Jurassic um, Park? That's oh, wait, even 20, longer. That's 20 now. 21. Yeah, I was still at the theater when that came out. Yeah. Yeah, 93. Um, you know, like, that's crazy. But um, <laughs> just uh, in the same in the same light, like, you can't really figure out where the computer begins and where the practical effects end and all that other stuff. So, I don't know. I, it was awesome. So, was, I guess to answer yeah. the question, my favorite, like, my most memorable scene, I think I'm going to have to go with uh, <laughs> any scene with the guitar guy whose name yeah. is the doof warrior <laughs> the yeah. doof warrior uh just because of of just the, abs- the sheer absurdity of it i guess um that they kind of spotlight this guy um emits all these like crazy like car chases and stuff so i think anything with him is probably my favorite okay. well i think i think with him i think he's a callback to you know the drummer boys uh yeah. back in the civil war and the revolution is you know, you, you had to have something that would get you going. And music is always the thing that, that can 
get some people riled up. So I think that that was the idea. Is like this this guy was the this dystopian drummer boy on top of uh, this rig, which is basically the post apocalyptic iPod. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, I do for you. Can you play some Skinnerd? Sure. I don't think I can pick a scene, but I can pick a, a favorite bit. Kind of Lou's choice inspired me, and I think it was when he was using the uh, file to get the the uh, <laughs> thing off his head because it was just enough levity, but without being silly. It's like we got so much going on with the, the crazy visuals, and every time he grabs that thing and starts, uh, uh, I don't know, I can't find a better word without setting up Chris for a joke, but stroking it. Hey! <laughs> it, it just it's like i said just enough levity to just uh, break all the everything else that's going on up for me while i'm watching it yeah and it was rated r and and the more i think about it it really wasn't that violent gory and the nudity wasn't really as a as sexual as it could have been yeah christy and i kind of walked out wondering what the rating was we couldn't remember we were surprised to see it was r because even when there was a nude female it was all like her ass was the most thing uncovered, right? Yeah, it was like perfectly shot. We didn't see any, yeah, so anything else. That's yeah. what I think we were talking about that scene. And that's what made us think that had to be PG thirteen. But we looked when we got well, her, like, holy crap, that was R. What was funny is that the part where they're all breast, yeah, uh, there's pumping milk from yeah. their breasts. <laughs> I see Luke like look at me and like smirk a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but did, did they end up being topless completely or are they still covered with the pumps? I don't pumps? think I think they I think they were covered with pumps. I don't uh, think there was I any, actually forgot yeah. about that till you brought that up. That yeah, would, I don't think there's anything naked about it, you I know? mean it has to be the violence. I'm sure that's why it's rated R, but Yeah. Right. Well, I was, uh, yeah. I was talking about this with Chris uh before we started recording. Um my sister has a her fiance has a 10-year-old and they were debating taking her to go see this movie. And I, I was trying to excuse, like asking, like, is it okay for her to go? I know it's like rated R. Like, and I was trying to explain that, like, it's not, it's, it's violent, but you don't see gore or blood. It's there's, I think you, he says fuck once in the movie. Um, I think if that's even what he says, it was Tom Hardy mumbling. So I don't actually know. Um, but other than that, it's just kind of disturbing imagery, like the disturbing imagery of, uh, of like the women that are like being, uh, I don't know, use this cows uh, and breeders. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just like, but like it, it is, it's a, it's a soft R, I guess the whole movie. Um, a soft, I like that soft R. I like that. It's a soft R. It's an, it's an R. <laughs> I think almost, almost anybody else. Oh, this is a poor generalization, but it seems like almost anybody else in Hollywood would, would fight and bitch and moan about that being rated R because there isn't the gore and violence, but George Miller just seems like, yeah, yeah, whatever. It's rated R. Yeah. There's there's one scene that that pops out to me, and it's and it's and it's just kind of a nothing scene. It was in the trailer, but I, for some reason, I really like it. There, the the one war boy um, slit the guy who had the the mouth cut yeah. and then sort of sewn back. There's that scene where he's sort of just leaning off the car, and the camera sort of just pans around him. That scene. I, I mean, I saw the movie twice and it was in all the trailers. For some reason, that shot I love because it just it sort of just shows you how crazy these dudes yeah. are. This guy's just hanging off yeah. of the and this and in the scene it also works. He's also doing that as a defensive thing, so he doesn't get shot, you know, while he's spewing the octane into the uh, into the engines. But I, I always just I thought that was just a really cool camera shot. Something that George Miller does that I love a lot, he did it in Road War, that he shoots these 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 movies in sequence. Really? Like whatever you, yeah. Wow. Like, like whatever you see first, that's a, the first shot. And then boom, all the way through, which I think is so cool. Like he's filming it, he's seeing the movie as he goes almost. I'm yeah, reading didn't some, you do it with this one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know? I'm reading some some trivia here and it said that that's Mel... Awesome. Mel was rumored to have a walk on, like uh, as a as a drifter cameo, which I would have came. I would have ruined it. <laughs> Shut up, Matt! Shut up. <laughs> now, I, I well, I actually remember when the first teaser trailer came out that the um people were speculating that Immortan Joe was was Mel. Yeah. Yes, um, you know when Eric. Do you remember awesome. hearing about that? Eric Moore is the one who I think wrote on my or something told me that's what he heard and took a photo of whatever and, and showed me it and it did look like Mel a little bit and I was like no way like I thought he was going to be the bad guy in this movie he was wrong <laughs> 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 I, 
What if they I do? Wonder, <laughs> I wonder. Um, recently, Tom Hardy was talking about his behavior on the set. Yes, he wanted to apologize. I was talk about that. Yes, he was a dick. What, really? Yeah. What? 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 Was he? What was? Do we know what the situations were that he was like? That he was being an asshole. I said. <sighs> I, I heard that him and George Miller did not get along. And, and I think I heard that um, Tom Hardy thought this movie was, was going to be pure shit. Weird. And like almost. Which I, which I kind of did too. Well, I have to admit. Like, Initially, shit. when I heard that it was going to be made, I was like, this movie's going to suck. <laughs> almost like he regretted being in the movie. Like it says here, um, uh, there was no way. I mean, I, I, I have to apologize to you because I got frustrated. There was no way George could have explained what he could see in the sand when, when we were out there because of the due diligence that was required to make everything safe and so simple. What I saw was a relentless barrage of complexities simplified for the fairy linear story. He, he, I knew he was brilliant, but I didn't know how brilliant until I saw it. Yeah. So I mean, basically, he, had no he was lines. saying... <laughs> so basically he was saying he was sorry he saw a weak script and yes. didn't know why the hell he signed on and while he was out there he was like holy shit this is a waste of my goddamn time so so hopefully he'll get fired right and then part two Mel's back baby yeah that'll Maybe. happen they've already announced the name of the next one what yeah. is it uh, oh, Mad yes. Max The Wasteland yeah yep. and then I, think, I think they did the third one too which is Mad Max Still No Mel <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, man! You make me want to smoke, Matt. I try. Mad Max Three, Danny Glover. I'm throwing over this shit. Yeah, that's I my just, car. That's my jacket. And I'm a huge fan of the of the Road Warrior soundtrack. And this soundtrack is pretty kick ass. Yeah. yeah, you know what I mean. It's really a lot of cool themes. I'm like, oh, I have to get that one. Did they put this out on CD, or is this something you get on iTunes? I saw it on I iTunes. Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't. I I am such a I'm such a an, an ass. I am so. Yep. I got. <laughs> <laughs> who said that? I gotta have the um, CD and the case and and the sleeve and this and that and put it under M for Mad Max and blah blah blah. <laughs> yeah. And for the first time ever, I was actually on my phone going, "There it is, only nine ninety nine for the whole CD. I could have it right now." What should I do? <laughs> No, I'll I didn't buy it. I have to have more stuff for my kids to throw out when I die. <laughs> yeah, like, like that's that's the thing. I'm so like I gotta have it uh, uh, on a shelf so I can see it, look at it, and never touch it, and never touch it. That's the part that kills me. <laughs> I know, I know. Oh, it, it was. It's, it is on. It is on CD. It is on CD. Oh, there's all sorts of crazy stuff here. There's there's a there's the art of book um, novelizations. I saw some great stuff. I, I saw a comic. There's some book. comics on it. Yeah. yeah. I just saw it on IO9 the other day. I guess that there's a comic that explains how Morton Joe got the power. Yeah, Mad Mad Max Fury Nux and the Morton Joe number one. Yeah, I'm not too forty bucks excited to read that. Oh. <laughs> I'll read the uh, Wikipedia. So, yeah, page. right there. You go. Well, wait till Road Warrior and character comes out. They can tell us what happened. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of good. A lot of good series uh, by Neo's ass. Yeah. A lot of good uh, tie-in stuff here, Chris. So, so just go on Amazon and pick them up. Yeah, I know. I, I, I I'll get them. You know, here, I just... Luke, throw this out for me. <laughs> <laughs> so, <clears throat> so anyway. are, we, are we going to give our our, our popcorns on a Mad Max Reroad? Sure, yeah. sure. Zero. Oh. <laughs> what? Um, I want to go with the one I love the most first, Lou. Well, thanks. I'm never coming on the show again. <laughs> I'm just going to edit them all. Um, I'd give it five. I haven't seen a movie that I've enjoyed this much in a really long time. So I just uh, right off the top, five out of five. Juicy, buttery, crunchy. <laughs> there they are. Adjectives. Adjectives. Fed to me by Mel. Oh, my oh, God. Nice. I'm using that. Um, Matt, how about how many for you? All right. Well, I'm going to say this. There's only been three movies in the past, probably close to 10 years now that when I got out, I was like, oh, I'll be buying that the second it comes out because I rarely already see movies and I rarely buy them to own. And this is one of them. The other one was Guardians of the Galaxy and way before that was District 9. So since it's in such an elite uh, status for me, 
uh, personally, it's a five. It's an unquestionable five. Wow. Unquestionably, perfectly popped with a, just enough salt and a touch of butter <laughs> and not too many of the little kernel thing to get stuck in your throat pieces of popcorn. Uh, man, I love these. <laughs> Tim, how about you, Timmy? I'm going to give it five, but I'm going <laughs> to give them as, as my favorite popcorn. It's, it's going to be like the uh, AMC popcorn yes. with just hot, right, hot, like hot. And as they're as they're putting the popcorn into my bag, and they're they're squeezing the butter on, they do it halfway up, and then it's butter, and then squeeze it. But while they're doing that, there's also a a really hot chick that has opened up a bag of M and M's and is pouring them into my popcorn. Oh, I'm so while, fucking hungry now. While they're pouring on, I mean, the, yeah, it's Elvis's granddaughter is pouring is putting one by one chocolates into my into my popcorn, and she's looking at me winking, <laughs> and she gives me a free diet cherry coke to go with it <laughs> right because diet will offset everything else you're about to everything eat. yes i was like i was like I, I this is a six, 16 billion calories over here i gotta save 200 calories thank that, you king's granddaughter that is one long ass review <laughs> and what's your review chris i i'm going with how many letters in the name it's like there's Three. no mel one no <laughs> I, I am giving it the the poppiest, the butterest, the biggest, the freshest four and a half. Because I cannot what? give it, I cannot give it a five because it's missing Mel. I'm sorry. <sighs> Don't judge me. You all give it five. Yeah, why are we are judging you? Yeah, this I'm not going to not judge you. All judgment. I'm giving it a four and a half, but it's it's bigger than than your popcorns. It's it's fluffier and butterier. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving it a four and a half. I really, I think I was so shocked on how, uh, how much I really did like it though when I was watching it. And maybe if it wasn't such a huge male fan, I probably would really just, just cream all over the whole screen. But <laughs> <laughs> in the theater, you get up on a ladder. <laughs> but I'm telling you right now, it, it's, it's really, your it's, son's it's, just it's, shaking his head. Yeah. Dad, there Dad, there Dad. goes dad again. Adding his own butter flavor. <laughs> Clean up on uh, aisle dead. Uh, oh, so, gross. <laughs> so for, gross. For Matt, for Matt and Lou, uh, for Matt, actually, Matt, I'll ask you this. Are there any movies coming out this summer that you would consider going back out to the theater? This so you're seeing it in the, we'll say in the first 10 days. Yeah, actually I, this, this year has more for me than any other summer has had. I have to see, Jurassic World. I mean, I was such a big yeah. Jurassic Park fan. I even saw it on that limited uh, 3D release a couple of years ago. Oh yeah, and yeah. Uh, and I uh, I have to uh, I'm not have to, but I I enjoy Chris Pratt. The, the, uh, the CGI. It's going to be rough. This will probably be the next movie I see. So it's going to be a little <laughs> rough because the CGI compared to what we just saw on Mad Max is going to stand out like a sore thumb. But that's one. Um, what the heck else is out this summer? I know there's a couple more. Give me some of the big names that are out this summer. Ant-Man from no. Marvel? Or- no. no, not I at all. I'll, I probably won't see that in theaters. Okay. Um, oh, then it- how, about, um, how about Terminator? <laughs> yes, that's the other one. Oh. It's those two, yeah. And I think everything else is, will be falling cr- in Christmas now. So, But uh, yeah, I forgot about Terminator. Definitely Terminator and definitely Jurassic Park. I will see... Well, I, I will try to see in theaters. I said I was going to see Avengers, and I've yet to see it. So I, it, it, those oh, may shit, not happen, yeah. but, but I do have the intentions <laughs> of seeing those two movies in the theater. Yeah, yeah, all right. Um, Anything else you're you're looking forward to this summer that we can invite you back on to pass the popcorn? <laughs> I will probably see Jurassic World. I'll be honest, I don't have high hopes for it at all. Um, I kind of want to see Pixels. Okay. Yeah, uh, okay. I was really excited about it until I found out that it was an Adam Sandler yeah, thing. I, <laughs> right. I, was kind of, uh, I was like, "Whoa, this is a great idea that might just be horrible." So again, it's one of those things where like I didn't see Avengers either. Like I was going to, and I just didn't care. Um, the only one that I'm definitely totally on board for is Star Wars. So that's quite a ways away. Put that out. Ironically, I probably will not see that in the first ten days. 
no, Star Wars. Just don't no. care or just no. It's just like, I just uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's one, like I said, it's a rare thing. My wife and I get to see movies together, and not that we have to see them together, but that's one we'll want to see together. And chances are, being that time of the year with her job, we're just right. not going to be able to see it till if we get to see it in the first ten days. It'll be Christmas Day probably, but that's probably not going to happen. So. And if I snuck out and um, saw it without her, that might be that might not go over too well. What about like minions or something like that? Some, uh, some oh, of the maybe. some of the smaller ones. Yeah, I mean, Christie's a loves the minions like my sister does, so we might go see that. That might be a, a compromise for Terminator Jurassic World. There we go. You know what movie I saw a trailer for, and I'm just like, fucking shit. <laughs> I mean. The Man from Uncle. For some reason, uh, that movie looks terrible. Yeah, terrible. It, it looks like this year's Lone Ranger because that was the same guy. That was his flop. Yeah. Our, well, I mean, I like our, I, I like Army Hammer, and I don't have a problem with Cap, Henry Cavill Superman. I do. But this movie looks like shit. There was a trailer this week that, in the same second, probably the same half of a second. I got excited and pissed off at the same, like in, in that, that fast. And it was Steve Jobs because when I saw Michael Fassbender as Steve Jobs, I got excited. Then I saw Seth Rogen as Steve Wozniak and got pissed off. <laughs> Do you have yeah. a uh, Seth Rogen vendetta? I can't stand him. I, everything he's in, I just want to just kill everybody around me. So just to feel <laughs> as miserable as I am to have to watch that asshole. I'm sorry, Matt. That's okay. I'll still see, I'll, that. I, I probably won't see in theaters, but I will see that eventually. Hell, I saw the Ashton Kutcher one, and I don't, I'm not too fond of him. <laughs> of course, we have a friend in that movie, so yeah. All right. Well, I guess well, that's, uh, that, that's is, it. Is, is that it. Well, <clears throat> I guess I will say, hey, um, hey, Matt, Lou, and Tim. Yes. yes. <laughs> Pass the popcorn, please. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh. Thanks for listening to Pass the Popcorn. Pass the Popcorn is a NeoZaz.com production and part of the NeoZaz.com podcast network. For more great podcast and original entertainment, please visit NeoZaz.com. For all the latest news and information for Pass the Popcorn, follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Pass the Popcorn Podcast. Thanks for listening.